0: Good morning, everybody. Lamid Daf Lamed Aleph. and Zaris Daf Lamid The Gemara on Daf Lamed. Aleph was dealing with the shayla. When exactly bittel works on Pesach? If you have a teruvos of chametz and other items on Pesach, what happens after Pesach? is the osur, the mutter. That was mechalikus. The Gemara and the Daf. Then we said the Gemara in discussed what items you got to kasher for after Pesach and what items you cannot kasher. The Gemara is mechalik between. We learned about the din of Hagala, the din of Libun. Different ways to kasher different items depending on how the ister went in. That's how you have to kasher. Today, the Hashem, we're going to discuss. The Mishnah is going to teach us the Allah of a security if a person let's say lends a non-Jew money and the non-Jew gives him chametz as a security and now the Jew has that chametz overpaid and then the non-Jew defaults on the loan the question is that chametz also run out but right now do we view it as if the Jew owned it or not that is going to be the Mishnah and the ensuing discussion on the, Gemara, on the Gemara on the Mishnah on the, Mishnah, on the Laman Al we'll see today the end of today's Daf is going to discuss the halacha if you have a you have chametz which a wall falls on top of it the question is is that considered bethel or not is that do you have to dig it up to get rid of the chametz is that considered if the chametz is gone that's going to be the Mishnah on Laman afam beis. let's see the halag Mishnah the bottom of the top. Laman B's says the Mishnah a non-Jew lends money to a Jew and the Jew gives the non-Jew chametz as a security and then the Jew defaults on the loan so now the, chametz, the non-Jew has the chametz the question is is that chametz or not? After Pesach, it is mutar We view it as if the non-Jew owns the chametz, and therefore it's not a problem. It's mutar bana. Yisrael shilva as nachrach hemtay. After Pesach, it's However, if a Jew lends money to a non-Jew and the non-Jew gives chametz to a Jew as a security, as a collateral, and then the non-Jew defaults on the loan, so now the Jew owns the chametz. We view it as if the Jew owned the chametz. Over Pesach, and therefore it's by bana. Says the Gemara: Itmar marbal chayv a bal chayv who has a collateral as a security. a bal chayv a bal chayv I, Ruben lends Shimon money Shimon gives Ruben a mashkin He gives him a collateral Now the question is When exactly is Ruben allowed to use that collateral When do we view it as if it's his Do we view it as if it's his He defaults on the loan If Shimon defaults on the loan So now Ruben owns the collateral the entire time Do we say no That only from the time that the loan was due That's when Ruben owns the collateral Says the that's And the question is going be And the question is going to be like this Everybody agrees that if the borrower who gave the collateral, Shimon gave the collateral to Ruvain, Shimon decides, you know what, even though I didn't pay back the loan yet, I want to sell that, I want to sell my collateral, I want to give it to Hagdush, everybody, everybody agrees that the lender could come along now and take it away, take away that collateral because really he owns it, or he definitely owns it somewhat. Vasi Milva and the Milva can come along if, it's, if the borrower gave it to Hagdish, if he's Magdush, so the Milva can come along and redeem it. If Rashi speaks out, that really he doesn't have to redeem it because really it wasn't a good Hagdish. However, the Rabbanon said that he should give a little bit of money because like Rashi says, we don't want people to think that Hegdush just goes out without, being, without redeeming at all. So therefore, even though technically here it doesn't require redeeming, the Rabbanon made this, it's not like learned the that he just has to be myself a little bit, a diner, the lender just has to give Hegdush a diner and he can repossess the mash Key plea. So what's the mach like this? Does other know the Kaddish Melava? The question was: Let's say the lender takes the collateral, and before the loan is due, he's magdish that collateral, or he sells that collateral. What is Allah Abayr? Abayr Rabayis in Lafrayu Gaiva. Kivin what is Zimnev like Parah? Like most Lafrayu. Dimitri mikarvishus are the kaiyvishaparagdish for shapers. Abayr says that since the the shimon defaulted on the loan, so it comes out that retroactively we view it as Reuven owned the collateral the entire time, and therefore the sale is a good sale. Rav says no. Mikarvishabayr you can only collect from now on. Kivin di lavi lezuzi avin zuzi yishak the hashtag it comes out that technically Shimon would have paid back the loan so he would have gotten back his collateral so therefore we don't view it as if Ruben owned the collateral the entire time only after Shimon defaults on the loan says the Gemara is it true the Rav is the opinion that the collateral the Shimon, that Ruben's only kind of the collateral after Shimon defaults on the loan we don't take it goes my right? is that true but we're going to see somewhat of an interesting case over here Someone we have to just hold Chajman over here Reuben sold a field to Shimon Reis, which means that Ruben tells Shimon I'm selling you a field, and if anything happens to that field, if any of my collectors, debtors come to collect that field from you, I'm taking responsibility, and I'll repay you. I'll make sure that you get your money back. And Shimon, instead of paying Ruben on the spot, meaning Ruben gave Shimon the field, so instead of Shimon giving instead of Shimon giving Reuven a thousand dollars for a field, now he says I'm going to pay you to you as a loan, meaning I'll I'll pay you over time. Then Reuven dies. The Reuven went to Ravle and now the Balchev is the creditors of Reuven. They come to Shimon and say, "I want, we want that field because tech, we know that Reuven sold you that field. So technically, it was Reuven's field at one point. So we want to collect that field, and you never paid him back." And what Shimon says is, "I don't want to pay you. I don't want to give you the the field itself. I'll give you money instead. I'll give you the I'll give you the thousand dollars that I was supposed to pay Reuven." I'll give it to the debtors instead," it says Amar Dina. Who technically, what can happen in this case is that the sons of Reuven can come along and tell Shimon, "Our father left Metaltu by you," meaning. Really at this point, Ruvain gave the kaka to Shimon, and Shimon really has to pay Ruvain money. So therefore the debtors tell, the, the sons of Ruvain tell Shimon that technically you really owe our father money, you owe him cash. And technically that money is not meshubah to, to the creditors. So therefore the creditors of Ruven who came to Shimon and said, give us the field. And Shimon says, I don't want to give you the field, but I'll give you the money instead because I really I owe Ruven a thousand dollars the sons tell Shimon that you shouldn't have given that money to the debtors because technically that is metatum. metatum is not meshubit so therefore the sons say that it's unfortunate it's your loss that you gave the money to the debtors to my, our father's debtors but you also owe us the money because since that money was not meshubit you still owe us the money that you should have paid to our father Rabbi Rabbi said if Shimon's smart if Shimon's intelligent he doesn't want to be in this predicament and he really wants to keep the field what he can do is like this he can give back the field to the sons of Reuben. He can tell the sons of Reuben, you know, you know what? I never paid your father back money here. Just take back the field. And then he could collect the field from the sons of Reuben, meaning he can take it back. Because Reuben told Shimon that if anything happens to the field, he's going to take responsibility. He'll make sure he gets the field back. So therefore, Shimon says, I'm going to give it back to the sons of Reuben. And now, the sons of Reuben, I'm going to be able to ta- take it back from the sons of Reuben. Because we, we view the sons of Reuben as if they're just random collectors, random dead, random people who took the field. And Reuben promised that he'll make sure that he gets the field back. So therefore, then Shimon can take the field back. Remember, you say Moshe gave the carcass of Chavetz Aviyon, Balchev Chavetz Aviyon, that Allah is like this this exact Nakuda that the the children who are. Geva the karka the you say more geva the karka the lalchahs the debtors can now take it back from them. Now says more Yom B'shem. Now the Gemara is going to bring the raya, bring the proof. Yom B'shem l'mafreyu If you want to tell me that the lalchahs that he owns the collateral l'mafreyah retroactively from the time they defaulted on the loan, meaning from the time that Shimon didn't pay back the money, Reuben really owned it the whole time. So therefore, chayzur begeva a mehen to command the government mechayim dami. Therefore, the lalchahs that Shimon now is allowed, is allowed to take it back from the sons of Reuben because you view it as if Reuben really had the field the entire time, and therefore. Shimon is allowed to collect it from the sons of Reuven because really it was Reuven's the entire time because Shimon defaulted on the loan. If you're going to tell me that really what happens is in this scenario that when Shimon defaults on the loan, it's only owned by the by Reuven or the sons of Reuven from the time that it's defaulted on. And why is it true that the Shimon is the now allowed to go back to the sons of Reuven and collect the field from them? It's as if he sold the, he got the field from the Simon themselves. And if the 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 that the Ba'al are not allowed to collect from Same. So therefore asked the Gemara, Rava offered a solution. Rava said that what, what Shimon could do is he can give the field back to the sons of Reuven, and then he could collect it from the sons of Reuven, because Reuven took responsibility that Shimon will make sure that he, that he'll make sure that Shimon has the field. But says the Gemara, that only works if ma'freu G'eva, that if we view it as if Reuven owed, even though Reuven gave the field to Shimon, since Shimon even gave him the money, we view it as if Reuven really owned it the entire time. So therefore, Shimon can now collect it from the sons of Reuven, because really it was owned by Reuven the whole time. However, if you say that gaiva that the creditor only owns it, the lender, I'm sorry, only owns it from the time that the the borrower defaults on the loan. So it comes out that when Shimon didn't pay back the loan, now Reuven died, only at this point, and now Shimon defaults on the loan, only at this point does the field go back to Reuven. Now it goes, and now it goes to the sons of Reuven. And the halacha is that the Baal Ha'ev is not allowed to collect from the assignments. It's as if the Simon bought their own field and the assignment and the, the field does not meshub to the creditors. So they were saying, well, how, could, how could Shimon now collect the field from Reuven? Over here, it's different because Shimon tells these sons, just like your. Your, the field was m'shabit. Your father m'shabit. It was also m'shabit to the balechayvus. Your father midrav Nasan. This is an important. Allah Rab Nasan. That if A, if A owes B money and B owes C money, the Allah is reviewed as if A can collect the money from C. Says the word is Sanya. We went to the bright sir Rab Nasan and we and says How do you know that? If, let's say A owes B and B owes C. That Allah is you can take from A and give it directly to C. That Allah is you can give it directly from this k'deres We see you can give it directly to the third party. So therefore says the Gemara Shimon tells the sons of Ruvain, that just like this field was Meshubah to your father because I wrote, it, I wrote it it was a milvah, and I owed him and this field was a collateral so really it was owed to your father but just like it's owed to your father it's also owed to the creditors of your father meaning the credits of your father could also collect from this field and Shimon, and Shimon says I'm also a creditor because your father promised that this field by Christ your father would be responsible to make sure I get the field so therefore Shimon could tell the sons that's why I'm allowed to take the field back from you says the Helgi Gemara Vaiter. To the now, now the Gemara is going to try to bring a pretty clear proof, a pretty simple proof from our Mishnah. The Mishnah said that a non-Jew who lends a Jew money and he, gets, and he takes chametz from the Jew as a collateral, after Pesach, if you want to tell me that, so we've viewed it as the non-Jew on the chametz the entire time. It's very Gishmak, after Pesach. asks the Gemara if you're going to tell me that the collateral is only the lender's at the time that the borrower defaults on the loan so now he only defaults on loan after Pesach so we should view it as if the Jew owned the entire Pesach and the Jew only got it after Pesach so it should be Asr Banoah Answers the Gemara. and answers the You're right. In a regular case, it could be that the would be that if it was the Jews chametz, even though the, it was it was to the lender, the Allah would be that it would be asra. Now, however, here the Jew gave the chametz to the non-Jew. He gave it to him before Pesach, and it was in, and it was in the non-Jew's possession. And therefore, the Gemara assumes that if it was in the non-Jew's possession, in this case, everybody would agree that the is his mutterba. Now we view it as if it, it was the non-Jews for Pesach. It says the Gemara. Let's suggest that this is in a Whether i we a is it Says the Gemara, because we learned. <laughs> that if a Jew lends money to a non-Jew. And then, non-Jew gives as a collateral? The Allah is that after Pesach it's mutar. Not Mishmar says over machlekes whether you're over or not. My lab Malkum so The Gemara wants to suggest this is the very simple explanation. Says the Gemara. Let's say that the Tanakhama holds that Mikan and therefore since the he only the Jew only is kind of the chametz after Pesach, and let's say that Meremal holds Lamafrei Ogava, and since the Jew had the chametz ready before Pesach, so therefore we should say that he owned it the entire time and therefore touched says the Gemara. My lab Malkum is that true let's go to the end of the everybody agrees if a non-Jew lends money to a Jew and the Jew gives the non-Jew it's a collateral only defaults to the loan everybody agrees after Pesach, he's a's over, and it's also by asking about You really should come out the other way around. Meaning, the same shit that you he held in the, the ratio you should hold the other way around in the seifa. The court of ainayaver held over there. You're not over here. should Here, he should say that you are over because it was a Jew's chametz the entire Pesach. And the mar hasam over According to that says you are over in the ratio not ainayaver over here. You should not be over because it was the possession of the non-Jew. It says something totally different. That's the case was. That you gave it to him, it was in his possession. And the Gemara explains it like and how do we know that the Baal Chayv, the debtor acquires the mashkin, meaning if he has the mashkin, if he has the collateral in his possession, how do we know that it's his? Because the Pasuk says, the Pasukim over there are describing the mitzvah, the mitzvah of lending somebody money who needs it, and the Pasukim over there tell us that you should take a mashkin, the lender should take a mashkin, for example, you could take the borrower's pajamas or something of that sort, but the Pasukim say that if you're taking something which the borrower needs, for example, it's pajamas or clothing that he needs, so you should make sure to give it back to him at night, you should give it to him when he needs it, and it will be tzedakah for you will be as if you did tzedakah. So says the Gemara, if, you, if you're not kaina, if it's not really yours, so why is that considered tzedakah? It may kaina, mashkin, tzedakah, and why would it be called tzedakah if you don't own it? So says the Gemara, we see from here that the Bachelet is kind of the mashkin. So therefore, says the Gemara, that could be the machlekes in our Gemara, in our and whether the person is kind of the mashkin or not. Tanakah, let's explain this to the machlekes. So holds. Now that's only when a Jew borrows from another Jew. That's in the Jew's kind of the mashkin. when a Jew borrows from a non-Jew, like Kani, he's not kind of the mashkin. And therefore, it's considered the chumetz of the non-Jew, it's not a problem of chumetzal pesach. it's No, it's a if a Jew borrows from a Jew we view it as if he's kind of the mashkin, when a Jew gets a collateral from a non-Jew, it's going to be the Jew's collateral. We view it as if the Jew owns it. However. A non-Jew lends money to a Jew and the Jew gives him a collateral. Everybody agrees that the non-Jew is not kind of the collateral. So again, that's what the Gemara wants to explain. What is Allah when a Jew gets a collateral from a non-Jew? Do we view it as if the Jew owns the collateral or not? And that's going to be, depend. That is going to make enough Kamina whether the Chambot or not. It says the Gemara, it's not Says the Gemara, lends money to a Jew, and the Jew gives him the chometz after Pesach. This is what our mission said, "Ask the like, Gemara." Even though we established before that the case was that the Jew gave the chometz to the non-Jew, and it was in the non-Jew's possession. But ask the Gemara; we just said a moment ago that the non-Jew is not kind of the collateral; he's not kind of the chometz. So the should be ushbon after Pesach. So it's more like Kasha. It depends if you use, if the Jew used a lashem miachshav if he said that if I default on loan it's going to be years from now so then we view it as if the non Jew owned it if he didn't say from now then the lashav is only kiner when he defaults on loans does we're not where do we see this differentiation between whether the, somebody says you are kiner from now or not the we learned in the Brisei Nachus Shiru Nipas Pur Ani Eitzel Yisrael Ainu Ivur A Non-Jew Leaves Bread Who Gives Bread to the Jew as a Klaterol The Lach Is He's Not Ivur He's Not Ivur By Rabbi Motzeh It's Not Rinaf The um, Armaral Hagata Ivur However If He Says That I'm Giving It To You Now Which Is Like a Lashon Ami Ashav Then The Lach Is He's Ivur Maish Nereish Maish Naseifa What's What's The Difference Between The Ration And The Seifa A Lashvay Min Hashani Hashani Echad Armaral Maishvay Echad Larmal Maishvay Shpaiminah Says In What There's A Clear Differentiation There's The Difference Between Whether When The Non-Jew Gives It To The Jew If He Says That I'm Giving To You From Now Or Not From Now Stay Therefore Says the gemara. that's the chelik between whether you say me'ashav or you do not say me'ashav. Says the here the Gemara vaiter. Tanur abanachanu shel yisrael, lo yishal yisrael. If you have a storefront, a store of, which is owned by a Jew and it's filled up with products from from the Jew u'palei nacham rechazim l'sham, and there's also non-Jews working the store. Chametz nuf achar pesach asher bana. Let's say you find chametz in that store after pesach. Says so the Gemara, it's asher bana. It is also again. The assumption is that it was the chametz of the Jews came from the store itself, and therefore it's the also Let's say the reverse case. Let's say it was the store of a non-Jew. It says the Gemara. Chano Shal-Nachiv is a store of a non-Jew, Malay Shal-Nachiv is filled up with the products of the non-Jew, who play on Yisrael, however Jewish workers work in the store. The Chano Shal-Nachiv is a store of non-Jew, and the Chano Shal-Nachiv is filled up with the products of the non-Jew. The Chano Shal-Nachiv has the totally opposite Gersa, so that the assumption is that it comes from workers and not from the store itself, but our Gemara seems to have this Gersa, so that we assume that it, the products came from the store itself. It says the Helega that's which wall fell on top, and now it's not destroyed, That's only if a dog cannot search and retrieve the chametz. The Me'iri speaks out that the, the, the Rebbe is not coming to disagree. He's just coming to explain the shita of the Tanakhama, that when do we view it as if the chametz is gone, when do we view it as if it's as if it's destroyed? That's only if a Kalv, a dog, cannot retrieve it. Says the Gemara. That even though he said that technically we view it as if it's Mavor we look at it as if the chametz is gone still the chametz, the said you have to do betul because like Rashi explains we're afraid that maybe on Pesach itself somebody's going to dig up the wall and then you're going to have chametz and then Rashi speaks out at that point you're going to be over by Rabbi Matzah which is definitely a very interesting discussion you see that when the wall covered it so at that point it was considered inaccessible so you're not over and the moment that they uncover it matza. So definitely an interesting discussion but says the Gemara, that's what Jesus said, you have to be mevatle, you also have to do bital on this chametz. Tana says the Gemara, Tana kama Khafisha, saakele v'rb shimim gom And the mission of the Taloch is that the chametz is only considered gone if a dog cannot retrieve it. So how deep does it have to go that a dog can't retrieve it? says the Gemara, you have to put it in the ground at least three t'vachem. So the Gemara at this point is assuming that in order to guard something in the ground, it needs to be three t'vachem. like the Gemara above Mitziah tells us that when you want to guard, if you want to protect something in the ground, the Gemara over there is talking about a shamer. If you want to protect the items in the ground, the Allah the the says that the best place to put it in the ground. So the question is Do you need to put it in three toch or not? Meaning we just said that in regards to the comments, when you put at least three toch in the ground in order for it for, for, to be considered gone, do we see the same thing in regards to Shmir? Am saying said back to Machem Mishm Recha, Binishm Recha, Binishm Recha, says the Gemara, no. Over here, it's because if you don't put it let, more than three t'fachim in the ground, the dog is going to be able to smell the food and is going to dig it up. However, over there, we're just talking about getting rid of it so people can't see it, and that doesn't require three t'fachim. It doesn't okay, so how deep do, do you have to put it in so that people don't see it? Because if you just cover it over with a little bit of dirt, we're afraid that maybe the dirt is going to get blown away. I'm a papa, misircha my papa said, it just has to be a tafach in the ground. That is enough in order to be considered guarded. Quick Hazar we saw today. The Gemara on the Amudala. First, we saw the Mishnah that the Mishnah taught us. The is that if a non-Jew has a collateral of chametz over on Pesach. The halach is that after Pesach it's not rabanah. And the same thing other way around. That if a Jew has the the chametz of a non-Jew as a collateral, the halach is that after Pesach it is aser banah. The Gemara brought down on Achikis and Abayin Rava. Whether mikan la mikan la ba'ogayva or nefrayu ogayva. The question is when does when does the lender acquire the collateral, does, is, does he acquire it from my frey or does he acquire it only when Shimon defaults on the loan? Then we saw the try to bring the Raios back and forth, and finally we saw the Mishnah on the Ammon Bays, which the Mishnah taught us that if a wall falls on top of chametz we view it as if the chametz is gone, where Shimon Wiel said it has to be at least Shimon said it has to be at least three be talking under the ground, and Rav Chizda said, Chizda said that of course you still need to do a betul because you are afraid that the wall is going to be dug up on Pesach, and therefore you still have to do a betul. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.